monster is a mirror, and when we look at him, we look into our own hidden faces, meditate on this at second level. Is this life reality? No. It is a film. The television screen is the retina of the mind's eye. Therefore, the television screen is part of the physical structure of the brain. Here is the hair I've lost in the past three months. Take it. It belongs to you. You will know why one day. That's fucking crazy, man. Welcome to Weird Movie Club. I am the lady and I sound like this. Today's movie is Mind Game. And today's special guest is Yanomi Shushin's. And now, your hosts, Anil and Siri. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Weird Movie Podcast. The only show on the internet where I force people to watch weird movies against their (laughs) will and torture them with my weird taste in movies. I'm Daniel Wishes. With me is Sari. And if you can hear another person, that's because we actually have a special guest today. Yay! The famous Yanomi Shoshins. Yay! Yay, everyone! So, Yanomi, for anybody listening, if anybody is listening. Yeah. Maybe. Somebody is listening. Yeah. Could you please introduce yourself for anyone who doesn't know who you are? Ah, hey! It's Yanomi. Uh, I'm a comedian uh, who is performing a solo comedy show, uh, aka Miss Hiccup or Shoshins or something else. <laughs> and I'm just visiting my favorite friend's place to watch the weird movie. Yay! Tonight. So Mind Game is a Japanese animated movie Wow. based mm-hmm. off of a manga. And huh. it was directed by a guy who I'd never heard of before, but now I'm a huge fan of. Yeah. Uh, And the way I discovered him is I was just looking at weird stuff on YouTube (laughs) and I found a short film, which I believe you know me has seen. It's a short film called Cat Soup. (gasps) Which which was just amazing. It was so good. That's director? Yeah, Yeah. 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 And I said, you know me, you need to, because oh I, I should have, I should have mentioned this when I introduced you, but I forgot. No, you didn't. Y- you know me <laughs> is also a huge fan of weird movies. In yeah. fact, you know me and I kind of bonded when we got drunk one night and just spent hours talking about the Holy Mountain. <laughs> right. We're yeah. just like the Holy Mountain, the Holy Mountain. Yeah. Long before Siri ever saw the, yeah, the Holy Mountain. Yeah. That was yeah. our very first episode. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. how we and that's, got friends. That's when I learned that you loved weird movies. So it's weird mm. that it took us this long to get you down to Weird Movie Club. Wow. Uh, thank you for having me. We discovered Cat Soup. It's probably still on YouTube. I don't know if it's legally on YouTube, but that's YouTube's problem. Go out, watch Cat Soup right now if you haven't seen it. It's I think it's about 20 minutes long mm. and it's absolutely that's amazing. Yeah, amazing. blew my mind. So yeah. I really wanted to see more from this animator. <gasps> And during that time, 
Sarah and I were on tour doing puppet shows. Yeah, we were in, invited to a puppet festival in Akita, kind of Tohoku area of Japan. It's very、mm-hmm. cold in, in December.、Oh, it's pretty,、wow. like snow everywhere. It was、mm-hmm. nice. Yeah, and the organizers of the festival invited us to come over to their house and have a party. Yeah. Did we spend the night there? I forget. Yeah, we, we, we just spent like one hour there and then we went to like onsen and then we went to dinner. Oh, that's oh, right. They took,、nice. they took us to an onsen. I forgot about that. Yeah. Anyways, I don't remember how it came up in conversation, but I think he probably asked me because this is something Japanese people ask me a lot. They're like, You're a foreigner living in Japan. You must be some kind of nerd. What anime do you like?、Huh. And I think he asked me that. And I said, Well, you know, I just saw this thing I really loved called Cat Soup.、Uh, And then he didn't say anything, but the, the expression he gave was like, Cat soup, huh? He went to his DVD collection. He had a, a shelf full of DVDs and he pulled out a DVD and he held it with both hands. And the way he held it out to me, it was like he was holding the Holy Grail. He was like, Oh, and handed it to me. And it was the movie Mind Game. And, and to be honest, I thought the name of the movie wasn't like a good name for a movie. I thought Mind Game was、mm-hmm. a dumb name.、Mm-hmm. And I thought the cover for the movie looked terrible.、Aww. And I thought, this doesn't look like a good movie. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I was very skeptical. But turns out he was right.、Mm. It is the Holy Grail. In、mm. fact, in my personal opinion, and I'm sure nobody's going to agree with me, and that's fine, but I think this, in my opinion, might be the best animated movie ever made. Certainly the best one I've ever seen. I hope I'm not overhyping it. <laughs> I might and, be overhyping it a bit.、Uh, and、uh, cat soup is called nekojiru、yeah. in Japanese, right? Yeah, it's、mm. nekojiru. Nekojiru. Yeah. Oh, does Mind Game have a different title in Japanese? It's Mind Game. It's just Mind, Mind Game. Game. Yeah. Okay, so I guess you didn't realize that it was the same animator、oh, who made cat soup. I didn't. Oh, you're、Because、exciting you, level got very high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you didn't give any information to me you know before me, today. I, I think you'll appreciate this comparison. I would go so far as to say, That this movie、mm-hmm. is the holy mountain of animated movies.、Wow. That's how much I love this movie. Oh, wow. This is the, I think this is the holy mountain of, of animation. Good. I trust you.、Mm. But we're going to take a break, go watch the movie, and then come back and talk about it. Are you guys excited? Yeah. See you after the break. Yay. <laughs> あんた何が欲しい僕診断ですかイエースオッケー、and we're back from watching Mind Game. Yeah.、Uh, I'm pretty sure that this is my, only my second time watching this movie. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why it's only my second time watching this movie. I feel like. There isn't any point in watching anything else other than this movie, <laughs> is my feeling after watching that a second time. Did you guys think that that was a weird movie? <laughs> yeah. Was it weird? Yeah, that was weird. Please tell us what you thought of the movie. Ah,、uh, that movie was really crazy and amazing at the、mm. same time. And、uh, like every moment was、mm. uh, like a miracle. Like, it's only possible with the animation, not the, the real、uh, human movie or like something else, but it's just animation. Yeah, there, there, there are a number of animated movies, especially I think in Japan, where there's nothing in the movie that couldn't have been done by live actors.、Mm. Especially now, like, even without any CG. Mm-hmm. Now, with CG, it's like they're, of course, taking all the old、right. animated movies and like remaking them, but 
I don't see a live action remake of this no. movie happening. No, no, no. We always like to try to do, try being the keyword because I think we often fail, but we try to do a recap. So can you recap for the audience what happened in the movie? So there are like a few people whose lives are not really fancy and mm. really rich in many ways. And they, their real lives stuck mm. in any ways. And then suddenly everything stuck in every ways and then they dive into the stomach of the whale the belly of the beast i guess mm. yeah 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 but then their lives becomes brighter i mm. guess but it's not like general beautiful way but it's always weird strange and sometimes gross and yet then, because of that, their lives are more beautiful and fantastic. And then they eventually they come back to the real lives, the real world. Right. Mm. But still, it's not the real world, I guess. And it's related to the so much reflects of the our real lives, our real world. Especially the 80s or... Mm. Yeah, I guess it's 80s. There's like a lot of references to Japanese culture... Yeah, of course. ...that I guess I didn't understand. Mm. So maybe there's a lot of things about the movie that I couldn't fully appreciate because I, you know, because I'm not from this culture. Mm. But basically it's all about the fantasy. So only the last part... Like, there is so much uh, reflection. I really like the one, there's a, a shot of a spaceship going into space and they show like, oh, there's a, there's a monkey on it. Now there's a rabbit. Now there's people on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like little things to show history passing the war, things being rebuilt. and Yeah, yeah. yeah. only each piece is like less than like half a second. Yeah, very, very fast. Very, very very fast. It's it's almost too fast for you to completely register anything in your brain. Mm. Every single piece is like so beautifully animated, like a a full set piece, but you just get like the tiniest glimpse of it and then it's gone. Mm. I feel like I should see that part with the slow motion Mm. because I cannot recognize all of the moments, but it's like it's stuck in my brain. Like because I feel like I know, I know this, I know. I know this, I know this, but I can't, my brain cannot recognize all the details because it's too fast. I don't know, like three or four pieces in a second. Mm. Right? Like how, how much is, uh, how much the length of the one second? I guess it's like a, at least a three or four pieces in a second. So my brain cannot catch all of them because my eye first. If you If you pause for even a moment to think about one thing you've seen, five more things have passed while right. you're thinking about that thing. Uh, so, Sari, did you think the movie was weird? Yeah. <laughs> And Super weird. This was the second time. I guess we saw it together both times, right? Yeah, yeah. Do you feel any differently watching it the second time than you felt watching it the first time? Yeah, I think there are like tons of weird scenes and like lots of information. So I really enjoyed it in the very first time. But this time I, I think I enjoyed it as much or maybe even more because... Mm. Like, there's, like, new discovery. I know a little, I, I remember, like, little about, like, how it's gonna go and what the character is. But um, then I, I start to recognize the beginning sequence as well. It's because uh. it's, like, it's very dense version of the last yeah. right. scene. And, yeah. At one point I was like, this movie is about everything. <laughs> yeah, everything. Yes. Um, so the movie starts with a very long montage, like a literal 
little montage, just a whole bunch of juxtaposing scenes that are completely out of context and don't make any sense. But by the end of the movie, we know what every single one of those things mean and their significance. Then we go into the uh, story and we start off concentrating on one character. His name is Nishi. Mm -hmm. Please correct me if I say any of the Japanese names wrong. And they establish that since he was a kid, he's been in love with a girl named Mion? Mion. Mion. He's in love with Mion, but, you know, he's kind of a coward and he's never really confessed and she's getting married to another guy. And he can't even really be too mad about it because the guy she's marrying seems like a nice, cool guy. Yeah. But then something really horrible happens, which kind of goes against the tone of the rest of the movie because the Mm. rest of the movie is very silly and crazy and fun. But then it gets really dark. And even in this dark moment, it's still a bit silly and crazy. But Mm -hmm. Uh, There's a scene where they go into a restaurant. I'm not sure if I fully understood, but in the restaurant, Mion's sister is working there. Yeah, they're both working, running the yakitori place. Right. What was the sister's name? Yang. 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 Right. Yang. So Yang and Mion. And their dad, is he the one who owns that place? Is he the one who is hiding behind the chair? That's right. Okay. So he's dating a young girl who's the (laughs) same age as his daughter. Right. And two Yakuza guys, are they Yakuza guys? Mm. Two Yakuza guys come in and one of them accuses the dad of stealing both his girlfriend and some tickets for the World Cup, I guess. Mm. And he's really mad and he's acting crazy. There's like a lot of tension. The dad's hiding. His partner's like calm and cool, but he's, you know, he's a bad guy too. And then uh, things escalate and escalate to the point where the uh, the ball player guy who's, who's lost his tickets and his girlfriend decides to rape Mion. And Nishi is too afraid to do anything. Um, He's just sitting there like a coward, sort of letting it happen until Mion calls out his name. Mm. At which point the Yakuza guy's like, oh, who's this Nishi? And he starts looking for him, figures it out. Nishi is like huddled up on the ground, his ass in the air, like hiding underneath his arms. And this guy sticks his gun into his bum and shoots him straight through his bum, through his head. And he dies. And upon dying, he's taken to the afterlife where they show him what a loser he was. They're just like, look at what a loser you are. There's no afterlife. You have to fade away. And the way they portray God is really interesting. Mm. Because God is in a fluctuating state where every single second you look at him, he becomes a completely different character with a different voice. And we see like, like maybe in only a few minutes scene, we see like over a thousand different versions of what God looks like. And Mm. each one's crazier than the next. Yes. (laughs) That was one of my favorite scenes. Yeah, me too, me too. Mm. Then he somehow comes back to life, in which point the movie gets even weirder. Mm -hmm. So after he comes back to life, his character's completely changed. He's a different person. Anyway, so he flexes his butt muscles, allowing him to grab the gun Mm -hmm. between his butt cheeks, rip it out of the Yakuza's hand, shoot the guy in the head. There's a car chase scene, which is pretty, pretty cool car chase scene. Mm -hmm. The car chase scenes leads to a bridge where they get swallowed by a whale. And then they meet a new character. When I say they, I mean Nishi and the two sisters. Yeah. And then they meet a a new character, an old man who's been stuck inside the whale for 30 years. And what was his name? Do we learn his name? No, right. Only Graham. Yeah, Oji-san. 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 So Oji-san, this old man, he's been living there for a long time. When they first arrived, he's built his own like little paradise, his own little his own house with like food and everything inside the whale. And the first thing Nishi notices is that he has a bunch of mannequins set up wearing like sexy women's underwear. And he's like, Oji-san, you're such a pervert. 
But what we learn later is that Oji-san doesn't have the sexy underwear because they turn him on like he's turned on by women's underwear. He likes to wear the underwear. Mm. And he also seems like he has a crush on Nishi. Yeah. He's not as interested in the girls. He's interested in Nishi and he seems to be kind of, you know, an in the closet gay man living in this whale. He was also like a former Yakuza guy, right? Right. Mm. I guess so. Before he ended up in this whale and he has like a whole complicated backstory, which we learn a lot more of at the very end of the film in that Mm. last montage. Mm. They try to make uh, the most out of their lives. They kind of sort of discover themselves, don't they? So at the beginning, Nishi was the most important character. But at this point of the movie, all four of these characters kind of become equally important to the story. Right. And we learn more about them. We learn that um, Yon wanted to be an Olympic swimmer. And we delve deeper into her character. And her sister wanted to be a dancer, a performer, arts right. artist. They all have these ambitions greater than themselves. We explore Nishi's dream of being a manga artist. Right. We really get deep to their characters and watch them sort of discover themselves and mm. and their reasons for wanting to get out of this whale. Mm. And then, of course, the final thing is we find out that the whale is actually dying. So mm. there's like a time limit. Mm. So they really put their all into getting out of this whale. And the scene, before they get out of the whale, Mion and Nishi do hook up. Mm. Not just the most amazing animated sex scene, but the most amazing sex scene ever yeah. in cinema. Like that was a hell of a sex scene, right? Yeah. So oh my beautiful. god. Yeah. And then and then the scene where they where they were just trying to escape from the whale. Yeah. I mean, there's no way to really describe it. You have to see the movie, right? See. And then we just see like spontaneously all the possibilities of life and the beauty of the world and from childbirth like it's a hell of a film huh yeah i could see their writing scene like forever yeah like forever i could see that so exciting and beautiful Mm. what was your favorite part of the movie ah my favorite part was that the sexy scene oh yeah it was so beautiful and you know like out of everybody's mind and at the same time might be like you could imagine like in your whole life that could happen because it's beautiful and natural like really organic Mm. color and Mm. scene Sari, what was your favorite part of the movie? Uh, I don't know, it's really hard to decide the favorite scene. You can have more than one favorite scene if you want. Do you have one or two favorites? Yeah, like I said, I really like the goat scene. Yeah. I think it's like really oh unique. I think there's so many art forms to try to show goats, but that might be the best one I've ever seen. Every single like time you see him, even if it's a hundred times in one second, it's a different character. And it's like an idea that's like, that's a really cool idea to have, but to actually execute it and show it in a yeah. movie that successfully seems impossible right and yet he did it he did it he yeah. showed it he like anyone can come up with an amazing idea like that but to actually make it work and put it in a movie and he did it perfectly it was yeah. unbelievable yeah and that's like only animation can do like the way he right. did is the right. only animation can do um, and the god was you know keep talking yeah and in the one sentence he transforms like so many times right Right. yeah and the voice changes too seamlessly like morphing from like a man's voice to a woman's voice to a like alien so many different voices you can't even tell where the editing is it just transitions Mm. yeah that was really good also the escaping scenes Mm. really good and i actually like the title mind game Mm. the beginning 
beginning it's flowers, mind game, but the the ending is like the sky. sky. Um, mm. That itself was really strong so to me. Mm. And it came twice. The, mm. like, yeah, the ending title came twice. Yeah, yeah, like it's like kind of sudden ending, right? Yeah. It's sudden ending. It is a bit sudden, but... And then, like, it's kind of surprise. But then, like, it starts kind of showing the end roll. Yeah. And then, like, there are lots of, like, kind of answers mm. to it. I didn't quite understand. I, I couldn't get the backstory of Oji-san. But they showed Myung didn't get into get caught by the train door. Yeah, there's well. some things that changed in time, like... Yeah, so it's like... The first end title of Mind Game is like... Kind of, uh, this is the ending of our fantasy, but then here's what really happened. Or maybe that can be another possibility. Right. And uh-huh. that's like, the title itself is like, you, the movie tried to play right. with our brain, like our mind. like. In the whale, it is it is really kind of like a paradise where they're mm-hmm. completely safe. Right. And if they leave the whale, there's so much danger out them. The accuser might be after them. The police might be after them. Right. Some part of me was like, they should stay in the whale. Right. And I think they had that feeling too. But uh, Nishi gives this speech where they're like, why do you want to leave the whale? And he's like, mm-hmm. I want to be a part of the world. I want to mm-hmm. be a part of all these possibilities, the good ones, the bad ones, the evil, the good. Mm-hmm. I just want to be part of it. And they sort of continue that by having like a futuristic scene where they show him as a successful manga artist. They show the sister. sister. They show her in like doing art show, being like a famous artist, getting giant muscles <laughs> and being a wrestler. Mm-hmm. They show like a future... Where Mion in anti-gravity swimming in a race against aliens, like all the possibilities. And even like going back in time, they show her jumping through a train door. Beginning of the movie, she gets her foot caught in the door and she falls and hurts herself. And in the end, she jumps through the door and her foot doesn't get caught. And I wondered, were they showing that things happen differently? Or were they showing that those were other possibilities that could have happened? And how everything's connected and even the tiniest little change like that can change your whole life and existence. Yeah, because then only like one second. Mm. Yeah. Oh yes, one second before the before the first ending title, the tons of like scenes as well, including like a future. And mm. the future seemed a bit sad before mm. the first ending. And then the end roll happens. And then the second like between the first ending and the second ending title, they're like again like past scenes and also the future scenes as well. I don't know. Mm. I, I feel like we need to watch it again. Let's yeah. watch it again right now. <laughs> yeah. I feel like we missed some things. Do we? <laughs> no, I mean, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> this is a kind of movie that I feel like you could watch it more than once, maybe even at different stages in your life and get completely different things mm, out of it. Right. Another f- favorite part of watching this movie is like, I keep listening to you know me saying, Oh, it's crazy it's crazy <laughs> so during... something wrong with this director <laughs> you're so funny <laughs> during the movie the two of you spoke to each other in Japanese a lot and oh, I sorry. I was I wanted to know what you guys were saying <laughs> but basically I just kept telling that the, the, he's crazy he's crazy the director yeah the director and I'm so happy to have this film in this it, existing world it's, it's yeah, hard yeah. it's hard to believe that this movie exists mm. The style of the animation changes constantly throughout the movie. Mm. There's like scenes where he just takes like photographs of people right. and talks. There's like, there's scenes completely fluid. There's scenes that are like really realistic, mm-hmm. like almost photorealistic. There's right. scenes where like arms bend in weird shapes. Right. The style is constantly changing. Yeah. And also some parts are like hands 
drawing, right? Like, looking, you know, enbitsu. Hand drawn, and, yeah. And mm. some parts are like CGI, I guess. Yeah. Some little like, C- little CGI moments. And some parts are like using the actual photos. Yeah. Like mm. Terry Gilliam. Like Terry Gilliam style. style. And I, I'm not sure, but I, it seems like he probably used some rotoscoping as well in some parts. Oh. Rotoscoping is an animation technique where you take a series of photos or a video of someone that you break up into photos and then you sort of trace over mm. top. Oh. Yeah. It was like a style mm. used in like Waking Life, another weird movie. And like, mm. uh, it was a technique that Ralph Bakshi used mm. a lot, mm. uh, the animator of Wizards and Fritz the Cat. Mm. So what did you think of the animation, the strange sort of style shifting animation in this in this film? Yeah, it was in- incredible. Even in one scene, he ch- keeps changing the style. Like, it seems randomly changing. Yeah. It's very unusual. It's usually, even if the style changes, there's some, like, sequence. Like, right. this this part is this style. This, that part is this style. But he's, this movie, in this movie, in one scene, there are, like, maybe three or four styles keeps constantly changing. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes mean, it was, like, like, shot a, for shot. Even, yeah. even one character yeah. talking one topic, then... You know, it changed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. One, one character is like just animated, like very cartoon way. Yeah. And suddenly changes to his actual actor's face. Yeah, while he was talking. <laughs> yeah. About the one topic. Right. So like that was so like weird and. You know, if for you, mm. not knowing what to expect going into this movie, did you enjoy the weirdness and that style from the beginning of the movie, or were you a bit unsure at first and it took you some time to like kind of get into it and start to oh i just enjoyed from the beginning oh you did because it's like like for me it was the easier way to get in that world oh really yeah because uh, there is like a like it seems to be no border and at the same time there are like tons of borders in this world Mm. in that animation so like it's easier to get over the borders it uh, usually if i see the the new show or new movie uh-huh. like i have to take 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 the border or the rule oh. of that world oh, I first see. right to understand the the, the the style right you know if you're watching like a fantasy you're like okay now i have to believe yeah, that yeah, yeah. elves exist like the or, frame, frame yeah right but there like there are like tons of like frames and styles in mm. the this film so then i can get over the border easily mm. because of that because like there's almost no rules in that world mm. and then like every everything is possible mm. that's true mm. but then the end of the film like there are like lots of reflections of maybe that director's culture which my age is really close i guess because it's 80s or 70s or the kind of and the director was born in 65 yeah 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 so like 10 years elder than me right mm. so his culture and like at least his the childhood culture is like ten years older than me, mm. which reflects my childhood culture as well. Mm. So like I saw like so many tiny things reflected in our childhood. He has tons of information, but then he transformed those details to the general universal things. 
with using every kinds of expressions,、mm. styles. So he transforms those things to the universal things. Universal. Mm. Mm. When when people start, first started making films, it was very much like they were just trying to shoot a play. You know, there was no editing, and then people started figuring out like, oh, I don't have to show the person walking to the door. I can cut it to the door, and then the audience's mind fills it in. But then they started figuring out that they could tell other things just through editing. Like there was an experiment where they showed an actor just looking at someone or something, just looking in one direction, and then they cut it together with different imagery. But it was the same shot, so they'd show him. Looking with just sort of a blank expression at a grave, and people would be like, "Oh, he looks so sad." And then they'd show that with like a beautiful woman, they'd be like, "Oh, he's in love." But it was the exact same facial expression every time.、Mm. Anytime you show any two images, no matter what they are, how random they are, our brains will come up with a way to connect them.、Mm -hmm. And in this movie, he's constantly showing us different images so fast that our brain is constantly thinking, "What does this image have to do with this one? This image have to do with this one?" Maybe there's a lot of things that he intended, connections he wanted us to make, but there's So many images happening that anyone who watches this movie are going to make connections that he didn't intend, and everyone who watches this movie who has different life experiences is going to make different connections between those images, making this movie a completely different experience for every single person who watches right. it. I like to know because those like lots of scenes really relate to like Japanese, especially Osaka culture.、Mm. Do you have any like? Connections while watching it, or it's like looks like a different culture. There's a scene where he becomes very small inside a giant hand, and he starts painting I, symbols on a hand. I thought that's got to mean something in Japanese, but I don't know what it is. That's the part I kind of wanted to ask you if you got the reference. I didn't.、Uh, I didn't get the reference. That's um that's based on Sayuki.、Oh. Uh, it's like a Chinese old literature, like a story about priest. Who、mm. try to go to kind of it's a utopia place called yeah,、like uh, India or somewhere yeah yeah、mm. uh, utopia utopia place and、uh, she is it she or he he, he found kind of a monster like a <laughs> monkey monkey monkey, monkey.、Mm. who's like doing really bad、mm. like、oh. just makes lots、naughty、of troubles oh、uh, naughty monkey、mm. yeah yeah、okay. yeah. yeah. And then she kind of、um, he got angry, and、mm. then like the monkey is very arrogant. He said, "I can fly anywhere.、Mm. I have like some magic power. I can fly." So he said, "Okay, go as high as you can."、Mm. So the monkey went really, really high,、mm. and he found like a kind of three kind of statues like columns.、Mm. So he said, "Okay, I got as high as possible. Now I want to prove I, I'm I'm the highest. So I mark it." So he did some mark. And then he went down and see, I went really high and I put some mark. <laughs> and that the person said, "Is it priest or god?" See on my hands and there's a mark. He thought he climbed really high, but it was just the top of the god's yeah, finger. Yeah, yeah, that's kind、uh, of an analogy of like you not knowing. You're like, not climbing、thing. as high as you. It's like based on your worldview. Yeah. You think you're climbing really high, but you don't realize how small you are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's kind of a pessimistic way of.、Uh... Maybe it was a god. I don't remember. Sorry. Tokesama, Tokesama, maybe. Where? Was there any other like scenes like that in the movie where you're like, okay, Dan's obviously not going to get this? I don't think so because、uh, only the whales 
scene is like maybe reflected to the Pinocchio, right? There's also a, a story from the Old Testament, Jonah and the whale, about a man who gets trapped in the belly of the whale. It's I guess that's where Pinocchio got it from. It's originally like a Bible story. Oh, so it's from Western culture, right? I guess so, yeah. Mm. Not from Asia. Uh, these stories kind of show up in different cultures all over. So it wouldn't surprise me to learn that there's a similar story in right. Asian mythology. Nishi. In, maybe in his mind, he gets into his own room at one point. Mm. And he, the kind of camera, like, showing his room, like, inside, like, interior. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's one point the camera shows a bunch of adult videos. Oh, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Because I couldn't read them, but there was enough clues there that I could figure out that those were adult videos. Right. It's a, it's a little bit gross, but when, he, when they show the videos in the drawer, there's one kind of white splotch on the videos oh, that yes. looks like... I don't know why, how that would get on the cassette tapes themselves, because usually if you're interacting with an adult video, you're not doing it over top of your drawer full of cassette tapes. But they showed that, I guess, to make it clear maybe to people like me who couldn't read the kanji that those mm -hmm. were adult videos. But it's just about the language, right? Yeah. There's a scene in the movie, like a big dance number, where they're <gasps> they're all dancing really crazy. Yeah. And it, it, it feels like something out of like, like a musical from like the 50s or 60s or something maybe and also like uh like for example one guy was dancing alone was maybe reflected to the john travolta right oh Saturday yeah right Fever. could could have been yeah because yeah. Uh, it's like uh everybody was uh you know tried to be cool as him but it's like a Japanese style of John Travolta, mm. so it's not cool at all. I, I and also, like at the same time, in the bubble, mm. bubble age, where where the economy was cherished in Japan. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There are lots of disco, like a club uh. Uh, culture. But what I want to ask about about that scene though is. Near the end of that scene, it breaks into a part where both Nishi and Oji-san have giant sticks oh. attached to their penises and the girls are like jumping over them like they're skipping rope. And that's like pretty weird, yeah. even for this movie. So I, I thought, is that like a reference to some cultural thing in Japan? Might be Naganawa, mm, Might so be Naganawa is a, like a long rope jumping they're okay. like they're another like a play like a game where they use bamboos uh -huh. two bamboos yeah, right. and two like bamboos. two people at the edge hold two bamboos and they move around like with certain rhythms and then kids kind of play between like jumping between those bamboos that bamboo game is from another country right somewhere from asia yeah I but guess. not not from japan yeah but, but anyways and also naganawa Thing, I guess. Yeah, the rope, rope, rope play, but it's that particular play <laughs> was, I think, it's original. Just something they he made up. Yeah, yeah, that was crazy too. Mm. It seemed like they had a lot of balloons oh, yeah. for some reason. I don't know where all the balloons came from. They did a lot of weird things with balloons. Mm, right. Um, but one particular moment that stood out was Young. Mm. She did a piece of performance art where she put balloons on her breasts mm. and also gave herself sort of a balloon penis, mm. which at one point filled up with water and exploded and a bunch of fish came out. Mm. Right. But then she started, she there was like a windmill thing, like a giant piece of paper, 
There was a really long scene where she'd pour one color of paint all over herself, jump at it to make yeah. an image, pour a different color, jump at it, and keep going until the whole thing was covered with different colors of her jumping mm. at it. And then they started spinning. Then it. they took the paper and started spinning around her in like sort of a, I might be saying the name wrong, Bubbly Berkeley. He was like a choreographer from like the 50s who sort of did like a lot of choreography for film dance moves where it was like looking down from the top with people oh. spinning around and it kind of looked like one of those dance numbers. Mm. And that drawing looks like a rainbow. Right? Yeah. Rainbow color. Every color, yeah. Yeah. And it went on a long time. Like, some movies would only show us her doing it, like, for a couple different colors. But they showed (laughs) us do it. They took no shortcuts. They showed every color paint going on her, changing, and every time she hit that canvas. And yet it wasn't, like, a long, drawn-out thing. It happened very quickly because it's so fastly edited Mm. and paced. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. Yeah, they they did some synchronized things. Thing. Right, yeah, they yeah. are doing some, yeah. yeah, very synchronized swimming. Yeah, with some classical music. Mm. Yeah. Two different yeah, yeah, yeah. music. Yeah. Let's talk about the music for a second. Mm. This movie had, like, a lot of different music in it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And it really, like, fit the, the animation, the action well. Right. I have to imagine that they must have chosen all this music before they started animating it. Mm. Do you guys have any thoughts on that? The music was also kind of random, stylistically. A lot of different styles of music, yeah. yeah. At one point, like, they started playing, like, kind of Japanese pop song mm. in a kind of uh, dark scene. I don't remember which scene, but... Yeah, I remember there was one shot near the beginning of the movie yeah where they kind of like cut away and showed like a shot of the sky and they started playing what sounded like a contemporary pop song yeah and it seemed like in a movie when you see like a kind of like a slow scene and they start playing a slow song but they only played it for like three seconds or less less like two seconds it sounded like they were about to start but then they just moved on to a completely different thing without Mm. doing what you expected yeah were there a lot of moments in this movie where you were expecting something to happen and then something completely different happened than what you were expecting? It happens quite often. Yeah. Quite fast pace. Any mm. moments in particular like that that comes to mind? I can't remember because <laughs> it's too much. Too much to remember. Too much information. It's You know how if you have a crazy dream and you wake up, uh, you remember it really well as soon as you wake up, but then it kind of fades away. Mm-hmm. That movie is kind of like that, isn't oh, yeah, it? <laughs> I yeah. feel like you can start to forget everything that happened. <laughs> I had a certain feeling like in the very beginning, it's kind of started slowly with some kind of grayscale, like yeah, black monochrome. Yeah. Mm. And that kind of set the mood a bit serious, a bit slow paced, and then started montage and started putting color and then they it became kind of a love romance between mm. one of the main character two main characters mm. and then as soon as i thought oh is it going to be a love romance or movie? like a family story yeah. or something and then suddenly it got really yeah. dark and uh, yanomi said it's like tarantino movie. it was yeah. a bit like a tarantino Very movie violent. Yeah. for that part yeah yeah <laughs> not for the whole movie yeah. and then it went to that god scene which was like just crazy yeah and then like crutches and then they jumped into the well after that it's just going just keep going crazy so it's like that's like i thought oh this movie is gonna be this style and then 
oh, it's, it's going to be love star- story, oh, it's going to be the violence, and then I don't know anymore, it's like, keeps building up, but there's like certain parts, like, mm. I thought I could categorize it in the beginning, but then I thought, oh, I can't categorize now anymore. Right, yeah. Right. And also maybe they, I don't know, I'm not sure, but they might intend to make a, like a, like so many parodies of the existing animations or films uh, sure it was certainly intentional yeah because uh like uh only a few parts i saw that the reflection not reflection but something similar to conan Con- mm. uh, conan i mean the not miyazaki hayao hayao miyazaki's mirai shonen conan mirai shonen conan which is really old old great animation or like yeah those well, I guess the, the there was like a, a reference to an anime or a manga that I guess Oji-san loved as a kid. And they kept showing like a little clip of that. Like the time, what was it? Time, a little kid with a clock on his yeah. thing. Right. That was like a reference to very old yeah. fashion sort of, yeah. you know, Japanese animation and manga, yeah. I guess. I that kind so. of style, yeah. like 1950s style yeah. of drawing. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Sarah, you reminded me... Uh, I'm, this is maybe silly to bring up because there's like maybe lots of moments in the movie that are perhaps difficult to understand <clears throat> when only watching the movie once. But there was one moment that you reminded me of, which seemed really significant, but I didn't understand it at all. And then I forgot about it until you just remind me. So as you mentioned at the beginning, there's like these monochrome scenes, mm. um, especially when it's really dark, not dark with light, but like when the story gets really dark in the diner. Mm. And there's this guy, this character, who we really only see at the beginning of the movie and Mm. then a little tiny bit at the end. Mm. There's like the two Yakuza guys and one of the Yakuza guys, like the more calm one, who in one version, because, you know, there's we sort of see different versions of what happens in that diner scene. In one version, he shoots the other guy. Right. Now, there's a scene at the end of the movie where we see that guy again. The movie's back to being in monochrome again. Then he goes outside, Mm. gets into his car, and then all of a sudden everything gets really colorful and cartoony like it's Roger Rabbit or like a a Disney movie or like a Max Fleischer movie. Like it's ridiculously colorful as soon as he leaves and gets into his car. And I was like, what's that about? I had no idea what that meant, but it seemed it was interesting. It felt like it had really went over my head. Mm. Do you remember the part I'm talking about? Yeah, that's a good question, I guess. But my understanding is... The, the the beginning of the film is completely different from the the ending of the film because there are like like several different possibilities in this world hmm. with only like one second difference or like if you change your mind just a little bit and then like every the conclusion would be changed so then the yakuza guy had a like different the Reality. Yeah, reality. Mm. So then the Nishi didn't die and he shot his partner instead of that, right? So he had to get out of the restaurant and everything would be changed. Oh, yeah, that could be. Yeah, that's that's an interpretation that does make sense. Yeah, uh, that's, that's certainly uh, that's certainly, yeah, one way to look at it. I think so. Mm. But I have to see that again. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I feel like I feel like we could watch it again. Yeah. Multiple times and each time we might come away with yeah, like a different idea times. of what we think it's about. Let's talk about real life now for a moment because I feel like we've been talking about a dream we had for like the last <laughs> right. so many minutes. So 
when I saw this movie, I was just like, I can't believe this movie even exists. And I guess you had a similar feeling when you were watching the movie. It's hard to believe a movie like this even got made, but it did get made. And I think this movie like really boosted USA's career. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's fortunate. You said he won an award for this? He won, I think, the best animation award possibly get in Japan. It's like, it's awarded by Japanese kind of art culture department. It's like, and he won the best of best. I think there's a lot of people in the animation industry in the West who are like huge fans of him, who like really worship him. Based off of the reputation he got from this movie as well as some of the other crazy stuff he made. Um, there's an American cartoon show called Adventure Time. He was actually asked to direct and animate an episode of Adventure Time and they let him do whatever he wants. Netflix also hired him to make a series just an exclusive series to Netflix where he used his style of animation to remake an, an older anime called uh, Devilman Crybaby. Yeah, Devilman. Um, have you seen any, besides Cat Soup, have you seen any of his other uh, works or animation? No, only Cat Soup. Oh, um, because of your recommendation. We, we haven't seen everything by him yet. Um, but like everything we have seen is pretty amazing. He made uh, a series, a TV series called... TV anime series, I should clarify, called Tatami Galaxy, mm. which is just incredible. Like it's you have to watch the entire thing. It was such a huge hit that years later they made a movie sequel called The Night is Long Walk On Girl, which is another movie that Sari's already seen. But we need to do that movie for Weird Movie Club because it's is unbelievable. Like, it, what, what was the movie title? The Night is Long Walk On Girl. Uh, Japanese so, title is ah, I read the novel. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah, but of course the difference from the director, uh, right? I feel like he takes a lot of... A lot of his movies are based on something that already exists. Now, Cat Soup was based off of a manga, which I read, and the manga is absolutely nothing like that cartoon at all. It's like really goofy. Yeah, it's not serious. Creator, yeah, different creator, right? Yeah, yeah, different creator. So that that's why I I was surprised so much when I saw the film. Uh, I mean the animation mm. because it's like completely different. Oh, were you, oh, you were, know, were you familiar yeah. with that with that comic before? Yeah, not oh. super familiar, but I read once or twice. Uh, this, manga. M- this mind game is also supposedly or apparently based off of a manga. Yeah. Really? And I have no idea what that manga is like or what it's about, but it's apparently uh, also based on a manga. Maybe completely different. Yeah, and Tatami Galaxy is based off of a novel or a series this, of novels? Yeah, the same novel writer, uh, <clears throat> Toshishiko Morimi. Really? Yeah, yeah. It's Yojohan Tatami Taike. It's a Japanese title, but... Uh, I didn't know, I have not read his novel, but from what I know, it's different. It's like the structure differently. Yeah, super different. I feel yeah. like he maybe is inspired by the things he based things off, but then he goes off in his completely mm. own direction. Yeah, because the original novel is just uh, like, a, like a quiet, delicate, like of course beautiful story. Mm. But it's all about the real real. Mm. world this director is you know completely he's, living yeah. different dimension <laughs> he's living his best life yeah yeah the tatami yeah. galaxy and the night is short wrote the girl is like he, the, it involves kind of like time loop 
or like ah uh, no spoilers Sari oh <laughs> no spoilers uh Tatami Galaxy it gets really deep it's like a it's kind of like this movie mm. but a TV series with an ongoing story that has an incredibly satisfying ending you know a lot of TV series you get to the end and you're like all right uh, but this this everything wraps up in such an amazing way. It's beautiful. So I highly recommend it. But let's not give away any of the story details on the podcast. Okay. Because okay. there are weird TV shows as well as weird movies. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if we should do weird TV shows on Weird Movie Club. <laughs> right. But, you know, like Twin Peaks deserves a spot in Weird Movie Club, maybe. Maybe Tatami Galaxy. And okay. The Night is Long Walk on Girl is a movie, though. So we can do that in a future episode. That movie's a spiritual successor, we'll say, to Tommy Galaxy. What other movies has he made? I guess he's made a lot. Yeah. The newest one is the one that seems more normal than others. Mm. Uh, It was, it came last summer. Yeah. Using some famous actors, like like young actors. Can you tell us what the name of that movie is just for the podcast? The Japanese title is Kimito Nami ni Noretara. Uh, the translation can be Wish to Ride on the Wave with You. Right. So yeah. we, we didn't actually watch that movie. We were just kind of, we watched the trailer and it didn't look like a crazy movie. <laughs> but it's possible that the trailer was just disguising how crazy it was, maybe. <laughs> We, we shouldn't judge until we've seen it. I know. Yeah. We shouldn't judge it. Oh, yeah. And the, yeah, another movie is called, like, The Song of Lou. Yeah, or Lou in the Hole in the Wall or something. Lou yeah, in the Wall, yeah. something like that. Mm. Yeah. I think I might actually have a copy of it, but we haven't watched it yet. Oh, cool. He also made another TV series, which I watched a few episodes of, which was really crazy. It was, like, this science fiction animation with his, like, really amazing style of, like, very fluid animation. Oh. And it was all about... Did we watch that together or did I watch that by myself? That we science... watched it together. We watched a few. I can't... It was a long time ago, so I don't really exactly remember the story, about it. but it looked amazing. Mm. I don't know why we didn't finish watching. It, so we Lou just got busy. Lou over the wall. That's mm-hmm. it. He's made stuff. He's made stuff for kids. He's made stuff for adults. He has a very unique animation style. Yeah. He's... How is your? How is his brain? Oh. Like is he way more than stoned? <laughs> like, like what is his brain? I mean, like when you watch the movie, it feels like a fever dream. But when you think about how technical animation is, yeah. Nothing in the movie is made on a whim. Every single thing is like planned out. He has to design the frame, the scenery, everything and say like, okay, we're going to have half a second of this and then half a second of this. And then he does that for the entire movie. Right. Hires animators to help him do the Mm in-between animation for every single shot and put something together like this. Like the amount of work that goes into a normal animated movie, like any animated movie is huge. But the amount of details and craziness in this one, you have to imagine that the workload must have been like 10 times what a normal animated movie would be. Yeah, I like to say, can I say in podcast? Lots of people in Japan or outside of Japan say like, who's the next director after Hayao Miyazaki? Uh. Like, Ghibli was so famous. And like, 
every director has different art. So I, I, I think it's kind of nonsense to say who's the next. But right, right. It's like when Bruce Lee died, and everybody was like, "Who's gonna be the next Bruce Lee?" Yeah. It's like nobody, because there was already Bruce Lee, and he was Bruce Lee. But yeah, but if like people say in a way like who's like as artistic or as creative, I think it's obvious. This is like yours are like there are like bunch of other directors like animation directors who are named, but. Mm. I don't think those are as good as you are. Like, he's uh, by far the best mm. yeah. in this existing uh, Japanese yeah. animation. But, you know, you and me, you know me, mm-hmm. are both weird movie lovers. Mm-hmm. And Sari, because of this podcast and me forcing her to watch weird movies, is turning into a weird movie lover. Mm. You're kind of like an honorary member of the weird movie club, but you're working your way to becoming like a fully fledged <laughs> Weird movie aficionado. Would you agree? Or, yeah. or or do you hate this? Are you like, no more weird movies? I, I like weird movies. No. So so for the th- for the three of us, this movie is like, oh my, it's like heaven. It's like, this is yeah. the best. But what do normal people who aren't into weird movies think of this movie? <laughs> like what, what's the, what, what would your parents think of this movie if you showed it to them? Or like your co-workers or like just, you know, random people like in Japan or... That's a good question. I I think my parents would love it. Oh yeah? Because there are, there are several particular like clear parts in good ways to appeal to the general audience still. Like the good speech by Nishi. Mm, like yeah. why he wants to come back to the real world. Mm. Like which is really like clear and simple and touching at the same time. And also, yeah, there are several really pop <laughs> expressions. Mm. Not only dark or dirty or like complicated, but also like a simple pop, you know, pretty ways of the scenes mm. to express. So I, but I don't know. I don't know. Like most people don't understand or like me don't understand everything but i I feel like i know people Mm. who aren't weird movie fans Mm. and if i showed tried to show them this movie after 10 minutes they'd be like i don't want to watch this anymore they Mm. would they would get right so they 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 cannot reach to the the speech part right they would they would never get that far because they wouldn't have the patience right yeah so so difficult <laughs> a lot of people, you know, if they're not enjoying a movie, they don't they don't have the patience to keep watching it until the end. Right, and they love the simpleness. Again, yeah. and also they want to cry. They mm. just want to cry <laughs> so many times in the film, not only once, but they like to say like I cried four times in this film, right? <laughs> Hmm. So like they I mean to I cry. I don't see any contradiction though. This movie made me cry at least four times. <laughs> they, yeah. I can't remember the exact moments, but there were some scenes in this movie where I, I did feel like some, you know, overwhelming emotion. Uh, I think yeah. it's some of the speeches, just some yeah. of the beautiful moments. Me too. T- yeah. Like just some of the the beauty of the animation in the world. There was lots of very touching, tear jerking scenes in this movie. Yeah, I felt. Too. Yes. But anyways, maybe this film is not for everybody. Yeah. Anyways, right. That's mm. my opinion. 
Not for everyone. Not because for it's everyone. weird. It's a bit too weird. We've all seen the Holy Mountain. This is like, this might be the most people I've ever been in a room with who have all seen the Holy Mountain. <laughs> um, I compared this movie to the Holy Mountain at the beginning of this podcast. I, obviously, this movie is nothing like the Holy Mountain, but I called this the Holy Mountain of animation for why? I don't know. But what did you think of my comparison? Good. Yeah, good comparison. I agree with Makes that. Makes sense in a way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Makes sense. Even if they're like completely different yeah and different world but still the like the artist artistic craziness yeah would be the same or like you know the compete competing each mm. other and they're like really sincere honest artists i guess mm. and beautiful like top of top of their mind Right. Mm, yeah, those, those two movies try really try to yeah, really try challenge yeah their own mind and like the audience mind maybe yeah it doesn't seem like any time is wasted every second there's like something right. beautiful visually right. emotionally exactly. something that makes you think something that makes you feel constantly from beginning to end and yeah. they're both movies that you could I think watch over and over and over again and get right. something right. new out of every time mm. that's good. Point. Yeah, like no wasting time, like no wasting second. Yeah, there's yeah, always something, point. always mm. something happening. Yeah, that that means like it's so rich, right? Mm. So rich, so dense. Yeah. So dense. So dense. very dense. And like mm. different worlds, world buildings in there at the same time. And usually, one movie sets up for one world. Yeah, this is right. And the Holy Mountain, it was like. You know, every time they went to like a different character, it was like a different world. Yeah, right. And and this movie, even more so. This movie is like a different world every second. Right. You mm. feel like you're you feel like you're in like not only a different world but a different movie, like a different anime with a different anime style. Like mm. yeah, yeah. And then at the same time, it's kind of put together at the end. It's like wrapped up really mm. well, and it kind of gives some mm. feeling. There's a thing in weird movies where a lot of weird movies do not have satisfying endings. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like a thing where it's like, if you make a weird movie, don't give it a satisfying en ending. Mm -hmm. You have to give it like a David Lynch ending where you're just like, what? Mm. <laughs> but this movie, like, the, I believe the Holy Mountain, like some people would argue with me about the Holy Mountain. But for me, I love the ending of the Holy Mountain. I think it's a great, mm. yeah. satisfying ending. Yeah. I love it. Mm, and like uh i love i love the ending of this movie too like they're these both of these movies in my feeling have very satisfying endings mm. yeah and also also still you want to watch yeah you just you just want to rewind the, rewind the tape or go back to yeah. like hit back on the dvd and just watch the movie again right away yeah mm. yeah i also complained about the, the dvd cover <laughs> where the guy showed it to me like this movie's everything and i looked at the cover and i was like oh okay it's bad terrible. right terrible. Oh, what were they thinking <laughs> i don't know i don't know why like it, is it intentional I think they gave it to some promotional guys and they were like, there's a bunch of different things in it. Let's just put all of them on the cover. <laughs> Should we put them in like a, an aesthetically pleasing way? No, nah, just like kind of cut them out and put them like uh, a... The, the poster is I don't terrible. know. It's bad. Awful, awful. <laughs> awful. But I think it's, yeah, I think that was great. It was fun talking to you. Yeah. Sari, you know what I mean? Do either of you have any final thoughts on Mind Game before we, we finish the podcast? I just want to say it again. 
like as soon as possible. Oh right. yeah, so mm. we wanna just rewind that mm. and watch it. Yeah, me too. Me <laughs> too. Yeah. Sarah, any any final thoughts on mind game? Uh yeah, like you know, say like this was the second time, but there was always like new discovery and like I could I wanna kind of explore mm. like. Uh, what this mean? Like, what is this meaning? What does movie wanna say? And like, mm. every single time, the new idea might come to me. And you know, mm. it's, it's a good movie. You know, the very first episode we recorded of Weird Movie Club, we did the Holy Mountain because we had to. <gasps> We're like, what movie? What it's yeah. like? What other movie are we gonna do for the first episode? And after we watched the movie, I made a joke, which was. We don't need to watch other movies. We could just make this the Holy Mountain Club, where every <laughs> single podcast is just us rewatching and talking about the Holy Mountain. It's a good project. And I, I felt the same thing about this movie. We could just make a whole podcast where every single episode is just us talking about mind yeah. game. Yeah. And I don't think we would run out of things to talk about. No, <laughs> never. We might have a very difficult time putting our thoughts into words, which I think was the case for this. Yeah. This episode, my brain kind of melted. Mm. You need to watch it again. Yeah. Thank you so much for being our guest today, Inomi. Thank you for having me. That was great. Yeah. So long, weirdos. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. That's right, the leg. Next week's movie is the Netflix original movie, Horse Girl, an American movie from 2020, directed and produced by Jeff Baina and written by Jeff Baina and Alison Brie. Until next time, the story has never ended. <laughs>